0: mistress crust joke i mean i have the skype audio of it so oh, brilliant
1: we needn't air it it needn't happen for real right christmas i'd say came late this year jake would you not agree what uh, which is to say that it i guess came almost a month early in november but now it's late what? because it's already january and we're just publicly
0: opening these gifts now I see where we're going. We're opening the episode. Welcome to Super Duperstitious.
1: <laughs> the Paranormal Podcast about the science of the strange.
0: I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And uh It sounds like we're jumping yeah. right into the topic. But before we do that, I do actually have one update <laughs> I want to jump in on Go which on. was I forgot to mention this after listening to our beginning of year uh giant um explosion episode mm-hmm. um whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. several times in several stories the term beeline came up spelled like the insect as you pointed out mm-hmm. and uh i got curious I like wait a minute that's wrong it's not i wrong. it was that's right that is the actual way it's meant to be and it refers wow. to the idea Don't of I how feel silly. when honeybees find a source of uh, like a foraging place, they go back and do the waggle dance, and then they lead everyone straight there. Straight back to that resource. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the edification. I appreciate it. Yeah. There's plenty of other reasons to shit on those stories other than their use of beeline like the insect. Absolutely. So. <laughs> but you know me, I'm pretty much the pettiest person alive, and I'll take any pot <laughs> shot I can. And that's why we all come here, right, guys? That's right. If you're listening for the first time, we like to talk about spooky stories um, or different kind of weird phenomena around the world and try and approach them from a scientific perspective, not mm-hmm. to tear them apart necessarily, no, but to just try to get a better understanding of this wacky world we live in. Absolutely. If you're listening for the second or more th- time, uh, hi. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the show. Kind of freewheeling today. The, this is going to be a completely uh, off the cuff episode. No, we have a premise, and that premise, Wyatt, you began to lead in during the open. Yes, this is sort of uh,
1: finally publicly enjoying a couple Christmas gifts we've sat on them for like sixty days <laughs> because, well, we just don't know, and that's what we're going to figure out <laughs> on today's episode of Super Duper
0: Uh, We received stories from a listener, a listener, a fan. I even
1: dare say a straight up friend of the show, Nicholas, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Young Santa,
0: a.k.a. Old Nick, old Nick. It's true. (laughs) The devil himself.
1: (laughs) And he uh, submitted not one, but two whole anecdotes to us via Gmail, a gesture that might strike our listeners as generous, engaging, and interesting. And
0: instead... We're going to figure out if Nick's stories are really even good. Very important. We want to make sure that we're bringing the best content to the show. So we need to go through these and check if they're actually worth your listening ears. Indeed. And so I have today prepared Nick's story, one of the two. We each have one of the two stories Nick sent us and we will then analyze them for quality control purposes. That's
1: right. I'm not sure how you have prepared to analyze yours. For mine, I'm going to compare it against the place all great stories are born, which is, of course, Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I have a slew of short tales that we can compare it up against. Perfect. And I figure, first, we just read Nick's submission. Lay it on me. Hey, Wyatt and Jake. I have some strange experiences to share with you on the topic of sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and the entities you'll see while it happens. Which already, I'm a little bit hurt that he says we will see. (laughs) Which for me, reads like a threat. (laughs) Back in my college days, I chose lucid dreaming as a topic to study in a psychology class, which is a cult. This included practicing it myself and really trying to get a concrete understanding of it. I found that lucid dreams can be really interesting to have, but they can occasionally result in terrifying side effects. In my case, as I woke up from lucid dreaming... I'd occasionally get a feeling of weight on or near me, often accompanied by the inability to move. Sometimes when this happened, I'd see shadowy figures in my room, like a humanoid made out of static. They usually disappeared
0: quickly, but never failed to freak me out a fair amount. Now, we're all familiar with the sensation of weight near you. For example, I can tell kind of just from the sensation that to my right is a pretty heavy radiator.
1: And honestly, even from here, I can sense it
0: at the very least my
1: classwork had warned me that i could see things like this while messing around with my sleep i had to swear off trying to lucid a dream for a while after one particularly intense experience however i had woken up late one night feeling the need to stretch a bit and go get some water my legs felt cramped and sluggish from spending too much time in bed lately plus it was hot and balmy inside but hey i lived in florida at the time Already a strike against this story. (laughs) As I left the bed and staggered across my room to the light switch, my peripheral vision filled with wispy and wavy hallucinations. I started to breathe heavily as abstract ghostly entities stretched out around me from all directions. And I reached for the switch. The lights stung my eyes as they illuminated, causing me to blink away the ghastly shapes, now completely gone. As I turned around and looked at my room in shock, I noticed that my sleeping body was still... In the bed it turns out i hadn't gotten up during the night after all i was thankfully only having a very creepy dream about waking up which i then promptly woke up from it was morning and shifting sunlight from the window behind me was reflecting onto my eyes through a mirror in front of me confusing my mirror was large and positioned at mattress height so i could easily see myself laying on the bed i was uh, as i continued to blink myself awake Vision finally focusing after a few seconds. I met my own stare in the bedside mirror. The expression I wore quickly turned to horror when I realized that I could not move. My body was paralyzed, sweating and occasionally twitching with panic. My eyes opened even wider when I noticed what was blocking some of the sunlight in the mirror. Silent and imposing, a jackal-headed humanoid stood behind me in between my bed and the window. It pointed at me and spoke the words, You come here too often. I honestly thought I was about to die. (laughs) I was helpless as this peeved Anubis figure loomed over my frozen form and judged me for my new hobby. Luckily for me, instead of doing literally anything else, all it did was deliver that warning before fading out through the window. The moment that it had disappeared entirely... The paralysis lifted and I was gasping for air. Scared out of my mind, I kept expecting to wake up again, but to no avail. I really wasn't asleep anymore and would spend the rest of the day questioning my safety and sanity. And occasionally spinning a top. Yeah. <laughs> I never slept facing that mirror again, Inception. I read about 20% <laughs> of sleep paralysis cases involve hallucination, where the brain keeps the most, most of the body muscles shut down. But it keeps dreaming over top of what you see when you open your eyes. It easily could have been that happening to me. But I stopped fucking around with my sleep for many years after it happened. Suggesting he's gone back to this dangerous practice? Mmm. I seriously have no interest in getting that thing's attention again. Thanks for reading my nonsense and making such a fun podcast. Don't try to be nice. Love the new merch. My Dovraku shirt is some really comfy finery. To
0: so there, we also know that he's mostly sucking up to his own girlfriend who designed the shirt. Also,
1: to actually like the shirts that we continuously beg people to buy is lame,
0: dude. <laughs> no one buys them. That's the whole point. No That's one the whole likes point. Our
1: stuff. We made them to sit there. <laughs> All I can really say is why this story is bad. <laughs> Which is that it seeks a rational explanation. Come on. That's not what we do on this science podcast. It makes emotional appeals by expressing gratitude and appreciation for our attention, which is lame. (laughs) And it's technically well composed, which is annoying. So it's going to be kind of easy to beat, I think. I would imagine so. We will see. And I suppose at the end of the day, we'll just have to pick whichever... Story is actually the very best. That's right. So, my first story from Reddit is in response to an Ask Reddit thread. Victims of sleep paralysis, what was your run in with the sleep paralysis demon like? To those of you who don't know, Google search, quote, sleep paralysis demon. People <laughs> who have had problems with sleep paralysis have been known to experience, quote, evil presences, described as sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> so, that's a good prompt. And Sneaky Pie Brown responds, I actually have it fairly often, so much now that I realize when it's occurring. These days, I just close my eyes and won't open them no matter what I feel or hear. Doing this, though, doesn't force me to wake up, and I still have to wait for it to end. I still feel and hear everything. Sometimes I feel like I'm being dragged somewhere, or just constantly feel like something is touching me along with muffled voices. Before I learned to cope with it, I've seen quite a few awful things. Horror films don't really do anything for me anymore because I've already seen the most terrifying things I already could. Here's a few things I remember off the top of my head. A little girl in the corner of my room staring at me. Then, without notice, she shrieks and runs up and starts choking me. Oh. A large figure, kind of a human silhouette, emerging from the foot of my bed and staring down at me. Something banging and scraping on my bedroom door. I keep it locked at night because I have had ones where it opens by itself. Edit. No, the door isn't open when I wake up. It only opens in the dream. My bedroom door opening by itself, followed by dark figures coming into my room. The earliest one I can remember is with my mother in the room and she's sitting on my bed. Her face morphs into a demon-like thing. Many others. The worst thing is when you try to fight or call for help. Period. (laughs) Your voice doesn't work and your body will not respond. You just feel helpless. Ugh. I need to stop trying to remember these things. I'm getting chills. (laughs) So, why this one is good? This person is finding an excellent means of
0: coping with actually being kidnapped and attacked by ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, if you keep telling yourself that it's all a dream, that definitely makes it much easier to move past it. Yes. These things are actually (sighs) happening. Another reason that just off the top of my head I can tell it's already better than Nick's story is that Nick only had one example of a very detailed, very frightening encounter with something strange and a very ominous but on point kind of message from that thing.
1: Yeah, and annoyingly, he had a beginning, middle, and an end to that experience as well, which frustrated me, I thought.
0: Here we have a rote list of just a bunch of shit that happened, and it's a bunch of shit, not just one. It's so many different things, and honestly cliffhanger many
1: others it's left me wondering so let me jump on that's already story of the day for me i would say so but i've got one that will maybe give it a run for its money this is from an entirely separate thread which is just now sleep paralysis thread (laughs) this is by chocolate covered milk who writes sleep paralysis sucks man unhappy crying face so why this one is good, it is to the point. It is emotive. It admits vulnerability and possibly maybe abstract art in that if you read it in a slightly different way, it could be sleep paralysis sucks man.
0: <laughs> which is which more is a of a headline, really. Yeah.
1: That's that's wildness. <laughs> legend tamer 47 writes my brother may have sleep paralysis and i need some advice i believe my brother has some form of sleep paralysis but i'm not entirely sure because his experiences only kind of match the experiences that i have seen posted here any advice would be appreciated symptoms he has said that he sometimes wakes up and sees shadowy figures that quickly disappear when he tries to look at them When he is in bed, his torso will unconsciously begin to sway left and right as if someone was trying to nudge him awake. He is super tired all the time, which I feel may be due to his muscles not relaxing due to the involuntary swaying at night. What really concerns me is that this involuntary sleep swaying thing is starting to affect him when he is sitting up too. Sometimes when he gets drowsy while sitting in a chair, his torso will start swaying left to right which causes his arms to sway left to right. And the whole time, he is consciously watching his own body unconsciously do this for around 3 to 10 seconds. If his condition isn't related to sleep paralysis, any advice on what it could be would be greatly appreciated. So, Jake, what do you think of that one? Uh, Ghosts.
0: If it could be anything other than sleep paralysis,
1: it would be ghosts. It would be ghosts. It's a brave account of ghosts. I also think it's good because it's asking for help. It's thinking of others. And again, it's admitting vulnerability. That's right. These are vulnerable people, and they're not afraid to share it. (laughs) One by BiAtheist. I get sleep paralysis where I can barely move or speak, but nothing scary is happening. Is this sleep paralysis? Question mark is the title of the story. It only happens when I'm napping during the day. Usually it happens right before I wake up. I realize that I'm dreaming, and I can't wake up or I can't move. I just had an incident where I woke up from a nap and went into the bathroom to take a shower. As I was about to get into the shower, I realized I was still asleep. I was then back on the couch trying to wake up, but now I couldn't move. Then I realized my husband was home, and I started trying to ask him to wake me up. I was trying to kick or move my legs to wake me up, and trying to make a noise to alert my husband and get him to wake me up. This happened several (laughs) times where I finally woke up, and then realized a few (laughs) seconds later that I was actually still sleeping, until I finally woke up for real. Does this count as sleep paralysis? My husband gets it, but for him it's always something scary happening. I'm never truly terrified, just slightly scared, because I can't move and can't wake up. This
0: is a good story. Expand. Well, it is a story, and it's a good one. I
1: honestly was hoping you would say exactly those words, because (laughs) that is all that needs to be said. I mean, if I could say anything further, it would be that I appreciate that this story has so many realizations (laughs) and it's so confident. (laughs) And at this point, Jake, (laughs) I have to say this next story either does or does not make it to the final cut of the show. Okay. (laughs) And I guess I'll just read it. And, and you we say final
0: cut of the show. You mean the very end of the entire run of the show, right? I mean,
1: yeah. Do we either air it now or do we air it three thousand episodes from now when the show is well, finally, is finally it, over? Is this
0: going to be the last episode? Is my question. Oh. As a result of this story,
1: <laughs> um, that will be in your capable, <laughs> capable hands, I suppose. All right. So yeah, we will literally though. It's uh, I'll just read it. All right. <laughs> So, by Robbie131, my sleep paralysis cucked me. What the fuck? What? (laughs) All right. Okay, so I'm shaking right now, literally shaking. I just got up, and I am so confused about the experience I had. So, I was in bed having a nice sleep, just doing my own thing. I've had sleep paralysis a couple of times in the past, spelled P-A-S-S-E-D, but absolutely nothing (laughs) like this. The first time I had it, there was a scary male entity that just stared at me. And the second time, there was a scary female entity with a white dress on and long black hair. Anyways, last night I went to bed and I felt something was a bit off, but I didn't think much into it because I had just watched a scary movie. I fell asleep and was having a weird dream that I was masturbating and watching pornography. However, suddenly I woke up. I heard my bed springs bouncing up and down like someone was jumping on the bed. I was frozen in fear because I live alone, so that's impossible. When I turned <laughs> around, I saw it. The male entity that I saw years ago was having sex, doggy style, with a female entity. I was <laughs> paralyzed with fear, but somewhat turned on. I ended up continuing to master bait, just like in my dream. However, now it was real life. Anyways... The male entity ended up finishing inside the female entity. We all had a smoke afterwards and we were just chatting about what happened. What? Then the male entity told me a bombshell. He told me the female entity was actually my wife. I'm not married though, and he met her and came to cuck me. As soon as he said that, they both laughed at me and vanished. Now I'm wondering, am I a cock? Uh
0: first of all, yes. Second of all, that's okay. Sorry right, man. Third of all, huh? So I said this one's
1: good because it was probably written by Firekiller. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and what more reason could you possibly need beyond that? And so
1: there you go. That was like forty-five stories that were all better. You feel. You feel exactly. <laughs> and with that, I uh, I, I doth retire my my speaking cap. <laughs> Yes, stop
0: talking.
1: <laughs> Alright, well uh I So we know we know let's just set the table again. We know now
0: at least one of the two stories sent along. So Nick has already unfortunately been kind of bested by a a variety of stories of the same kind of uh uh topic as topic. his. So right. um we'll have to see if this other story, which is a different topic, has right. any chance of potentially uh, edging back into first place. Right. Um, so, let's see here. So, this one uh, is entitled, Maybe Massachusetts is Just Lousy with Ghosts. Hmm. Begins, Hey, y'all, I've got another little tale for you. This time, a ghost story. It's in the same vein as Wyatt's experience with the attic piano music, which for new listeners refers to episode three. She's in the walls, baby. Mm-hmm. I will point out that trying to liken his experience to Wyatt's is, uh, you know...
1: You know, I I already sort of beat Nick up for a while, and uh, I didn't want to say anything, but you uh, you cut to the quick of it, Jake. You cut to the quick of it.
0: There's some coattails being written in this story, friends. Nothing original left in the world, huh? <laughs> All right. Around the tender age of nine, my friend Brian moved with his father to a very old house in the woodlands of central Massachusetts. Where do you currently reside, Wyatt? In the woodlands of central Massachusetts.
1: Okay. This is crazy. Just kidding. Western Massachusetts. Nowhere <laughs> near Worcester, which is sort of near where he's talking about, which is the lamest part of Massachusetts, even worse than East Mass. I mean, East Mass is kind of shitty. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is the kind of house that would okay, make... East a... Mass is worse. <laughs> uh, this is the kind of house that would make a historical society blush. It has a small barn attached, old iron tools hanging around... Generations old jars of various preserved things and a basement so archaic that the mummified spiders have mildew growing on them. Folks <laughs> that don't live in New England. this is actually pretty common of houses built a couple of centuries ago or so. Lots of bare <laughs> stone, uh, Often a dirt floor and dank as all get out. Also lots of radon, so that's fun. At mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. one of the apartments that lived in a few years ago with roommate at the time and friend of the show Jenna, we had exactly the ty- this type of basement complete Mm -hmm. with mummified spiders covered in mold. Um, That just seems to be a thing that happens for some reason in these basements. Um, Mm. All my stuff that I chose to store down there ended up covering a thick fuzz of at least four different species of mold all in different colors. So that was an eye-opening experience. I, since then, have invested in waterproof storage chests to put in <laughs> basements so that that can't have watertight, I should say. Four different colors of mold. Oh, my God. It was it was like blue, green, white, and yellow, and then oh, some God. other kind of weird shades in between, too. It was pretty funky. It was cool. It would have been cooler if it wasn't stuff that I didn't want covered in mold.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Did you at least throw any cheese down
0: there, or was it just clothing and things? It was mostly cheese, actually, <laughs> but it was meant oh. to be hard cheeses, and so that kind of screwed that up. Oh um, yeah. Ooh, uh but yeah, I also shot the Halloween episode of Project Science down there. I was there. just
1: going to say you can catch Jake in a Project Science episode in that
0: that hovel. is the the science series on YouTube that I technically have. <laughs> it physically exists. <laughs> for sure uh haven't updated <laughs> no, in it's super awesome a while <laughs> really check it out. <laughs> but it's there yeah that was actually that video was like kind of my first foray into the subject that would become this show <laughs> for the most part it's like, true isn't it I yeah, like, yeah i really love looking at spooky stuff but with the sciencey perspective and i was like mm-hmm. i feel like why it likes that too why do you like that and you're like yeah like, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> and here we are 40 years later. This is all to say that Nick has a... Weirdly, s- Nick drafted all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird, weird asides. Um, so, <laughs> get into our heads, which is off-putting. Yeah. Uh, but he yeah, has set the scene. During the first few months of living in their new home, young Brian encountered something strange. As he was playing in the living room one morning, he saw a woman he didn't know in the hallway right next to him. She was very pale and wore a white dress that looked like it was from an earlier time period. I'm going to guess the 1960s. What do you think? <laughs> yeah probably the 60s yeah maybe 70s maybe 2000s it could be a Whether lot this of the styles came back yeah I, i'm not sure it was what well, it was uh when his friend was nine now i don't okay. know what age difference nick has with his friends it's so true it's possible it's, could his could last with a 12 year old and this happened yeah. a few years ago i don't know that's true that's true he first noticed these t- are key details nick i can't <laughs> believe you left this out uh-huh he first noticed her near the periphery of his vision, and as his eyes darted over to focus on her, she was no longer there. He shrugged it off and would soon after uh, tell his father about it. Raised by a sensible, no-nonsense kind of man, Brian's concern over having seen a ghost was dismissed outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to point out that that is a dangling modifier I've just picked up on. You get him. You get him, Jake. <laughs> this is where I'm going to dig in. You, got, you get him. You got a better eye for content. I have an eye for Grading a lot of papers in the past. worth the body, Jake. Worth the body. (laughs) Of the copy, that is. (laughs) That's right. Um, Over the next decade or so, he would grow up there without having a single other paranormal encounter, but others would. Guests at the house who were receptive to that sort of thing often felt a strong presence there and would occasionally have sightings of their own. Brian's father would maintain the position that if ghosts were real, he certainly wasn't afraid of them, and he saw their presence as harmless nuisances to be ignored. Who are you going to call? Nobody. Go back to bed. I don't know what that is about. Yeah, I think it's meant to be a reference to something. I'm not totally sure. On a visit home years later, Brian would find out that his dad actually had seen the woman from his childhood. In an act of parental mercy, his father kept quiet about (laughs) it back then. When you're a single parent, sometimes you do what you have to do to keep uh, so your kid can sleep easy at night, and sometimes that means being haunted discreetly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> Considering they weren't truly plagued by the paranormal over the years, this tactic um, had paid off. Brian's father had even done a little research about the ghost in question. The former owner mentioned that he'd seen her too, and she was apparently the spirit of someone who lived there many years before. She'd been known to check out new occupants of the house and make sure they were decent people. It is currently unknown what happens if she doesn't approve of new residents, but it isn't difficult to imagine the things that a ghost might do in a house that already fits the setting.
1: What do you imagine, Wyatt? Hmm. A ghost doing in a house like this? Mm Mm-hmm. Move through walls, move things off shelf.
0: Maybe making a cuck of the owner.
1: Yes. It's pretty much the thing ghosts do, that or kidnap you and move you around or (laughs) run across the room choke you. (laughs) That's right. As we've Uh, heard from what may as well be
0: sworn affidavits,
1: if you ask me, honestly. (laughs) Uh,
0: Also, interestingly enough, a great uncle of Brian's from many generations before had been born in that house, which adds a smidge of their own history to the place. Hmm. I've stayed at the house a few times over the years and never got the impression that it was anything more than a cool old building, standing the test of time. Certainly not an ectoplasm dispensary anyway, but friends of ours would say otherwise. So basically, we're saying it's not even a haunted house. He's telling us about. I don't know. Mm-hmm. These He's days, stressed. it's just a house. Yeah. These days, Brian's dad is considered uh, considering retirement and is unsure of what to do with the house. He likes the land itself and wants to build a new house further back onto the property. Mm. But then the question of demolishing the old one arises. Some local ghost hunters we know are absolutely convinced that the place is haunted and that there will be spooky problems if the old house is destroyed. What would you guys do? Well.
1: I feel like you're baiting me to want to basically be a job destroyer (laughs) by tearing the house down, knocking those poor boys out of work.
0: The ghosts? Hunters. Oh, I see. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And the ghosts.
1: And the ghosts.
0: Yeah, they got to do something. As we
1: know, very hard to fill out a W-9, but you are technically (laughs) employed.
0: (laughs) That's right. So this is a story that is... Technically, I don't know, I might describe it as very fun um, and quite well written with some, I don't know, you might call it very clever jokes and things of that nature. But, is it good? Of course, need further material for comparison. And so, I now offer up another haunting that happened to somebody else and not the narrator. Specifically, Girl57 posting in Our Paranormal. Nice, nice. The name... Is good already. Yes. Uh, This happened to my boss a few days ago, and she is still shaken from her experience. I asked her if I could post it to see what y'all thought of it, because I posted my own experience here last week and received good feedback, and she agreed, then changed her mind, so I took it right back down immediately. She changed her mind again and asked for me to repost it, as long as I keep details vague. So here it is. Be prepared to be thoroughly spooked. So, already we've got... Posting logistics, we're off to a very exciting start with this one. It's
1: true, and honestly, I mean, she overcame challenge to get this story here.
0: Pretty sure Nick just sent us an email. She just,
1: he was like, yeah, enter contact information, send. Wow.
0: Use the Good contact work. form on our website, which is com slash contact. Or perhaps send us an email at contact at com. I can't remember which it. one he did. Whatever, either way. Jeez. Yeah easy anyone could do it anyone listening right now could do it they could
1: maybe we would probably maybe read their stuff too probably maybe (laughs) and girl 57 she her boss probably did some weird thing back and forth and did or did not let her talk about it but now she did after all
0: so good yeah so good (laughs) (laughs) i'm a dog groomer in a very small salon a regular client dropped off her dogs and left saying to call her when they're ready a couple hours later, she wandered back into the station, looking kind of dazed and disheveled. Now, this is a very dignified, wealthy, older woman. Always carried herself rather proudly. Always dressed to the nines. One way that we as the readers can tell that she's wealthy, she's a regular client at a dog salon. Uh, She was... S- well, it is a dog salon, which is a place where dogs go to have conversations, Jake. That makes sense. She was stumbling slightly and mumbling something we were finally able to make out that she felt dizzy and unwell. We knew she was a widow because we also knew her husband before he died. But we asked her if there was anyone we could call. She said no, uh, no family or friends or even neighbors she was close enough to. We get her to the hospital and turn, uh, and turned out she had a stroke, which was what we had suspected. So yes. now, the, now the problem is she's in the hospital and we have her dogs and there's absolutely no one to come and get them. No one who can keep them. After closing, the boss goes to the hospital to see what can be done, and she offered to stay at the woman's house for the night with her pets and take them to be kenneled the following morning. She gratefully accepted and handed over her keys, asking for a few things to be picked up from her house and brought to her in the hospital. The boss says, no problem, and heads out to her house. Uh, We're all now here together in the present tense, I guess. Um, Mm. When I say wealthy, (laughs) I mean (laughs) loaded. This woman lives in one of the richest neighborhoods in the country, uh, in the county, and in a gated community on a lake 10 miles from town. My boss arrives, gets the dog settled, packs a bag, and takes it back to the hospital. The woman is trying to tell her that if she hears noises, not to worry. It's just her husband. My boss doesn't pay much attention. Just Uh assumes she's she's rambling because she clearly isn't well and isn't in her right mind. Until that is, she's halfway back to the house and realizes that this woman is a widow because her husband shot and killed himself a a couple years uh, previously in that house. We knew about that suicide, yeah. obviously. We were there. No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a <laughs> secret. It just hadn't occurred to her until then that he did, in fact, kill himself in the house she's staying in. He shakes off the spooks and tells herself to stop being ridiculous. Uh, she gets, because, as we know, remembering details of a thing that has happened at any point is ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, she gets back pretty late and goes to bed in the downstairs guest room she was told to stay in. She wakes in the early hours of the morning to hear the door to the finished basement open the mm. husband had his workshop down there and it's also where he took his own life the larger dog is in bed with her and perks up then jumps out of bed and goes trotting happily toward the kitchen she's laying there terrified and hears a low male voice murmuring something to the dog mm. what might that sound like quiet <laughs> bacon strips that's right <laughs> uh then footsteps coming towards the bedroom they stop in the doorway and there's a long silence Mm. they move away and head upstairs they walk around upstairs for a while then back downstairs with the dog following them the whole time then the door to the basement closes again and the dog comes back and gets back in bed with her and so ends the present tense portion of this tale okay there was no one else in the house with her she walked through it before she went to bed not really snooping just checking things out because it's a large beautiful house Mm -hmm. and she had carefully armed the -the state-of-the-art alarm system as soon as she uh, re-entered the house earlier. Mm -hmm. She just laid there terrified until daylight, then packed up the dogs and GTFO, preferring to wait in the parking lot of the kenneling facility until they opened. Mm -hmm. She's obviously traumatized and confused because she's on the fence about the paranormal but has no other explanation for what happened. I believe every word she said. So that's some pretty good stuff from Rule 34, or whatever her name is. What do you think? Uh, girl, 57. Um,
1: Spooky, secondhand, and probably the scariest ghost story I've ever heard in my entire life, if I'm honest. That's right. The dog walked around, the woman was struggling to go to sleep, heard footstep, and a uh, ghost,
0: honestly. I mean, it's a ghost. Yes. I agree on every point, but it lacks a certain, I don't know, pale female figure in old-timey clothes
1: for me. You know, you do raise a good point. Honestly, I think the only that is
0: what is ghost. That's right. So for that, I'll have to turn to Nine Nyad 6969, who says. Oh, oh another Nine production. 6969 mm-hmm. production? I oh, live goodness. in a relatively old house in Scotland. I've always felt another presence at home, and I have believed in the paranormal since always. It all started That's a long my, time. As a pretty damn long time. We don't know how long Nick has thought about or given a shit about he never any. qualified it that's yeah. right um commitment we don't even know if he believed in it Jeez. certainly not if it was since always it all started <laughs> when my sister and i heard the floorboards <laughs> creak in the middle of the night when she went to check nobody was there and the entire family was fast asleep a while later i woke up and i saw a little girl in my room just looking at me before mm. literally jumping and to never see her again we can all clearly tell who the subject of those verbs is, right? Yes. Uh, until recently, he, I, he jumped into never to be seen again. <laughs> That's right. Until recently, I always thought that I tricked myself into imagining her. As I remember, uh, as I remember, dreaming about being a child and playing with this girl. Oh. The other day, my sister heard a little girl giggling. She's the only girl in the house. When she told me, I instantly connected this to seeing the little girl. But perhaps this could be uh, this could explain more occurrences. Mm. My sister once told me a while back that sometimes when she looks out of the corner of her eye at doorways, she would see a shadowy figure darting from room to room. I didn't really believe her. Well, until it happened to me. Now this is starting to have parallels to Nick's story, which is making me wonder if he may have plagiarized his story from somewhere else on the internet. I don't
1: know. boy. First he borrows something that only ever happened to me. In the state that only I've ever lived in. That's right. You're the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus, I didn't even know other people knew about Massachusetts.
0: was <laughs> here, friend over here. <laughs> Carry on. I was sitting in my parents' bed because I sleep in a closet-sized room with no Wi-Fi. What? And I glanced I up to see this shadowy figure skip into the bathroom. I immediately went to check to see if anyone was there. And to my surprise, the room was empty. Yet nothing will ever scare me as much as I was around a year ago. Again, Perfect I assume sense. no verb subject agreement questions before I move on. One more time with that sentence. Uh, yet nothing will ever scare as much as I was around a year ago. And yet nothing will ever scare as much as I was around a year ago. Oh. So my. we're all on the same page now, right? Absolutely. I woke in the middle of the night, er, uh, slash early morning, which is very unusual for me. I should mention that I sleep facing the wall as I hate being open to the rest of the room. I laid on my back for a brief second or two before hearing three perfectly synced and identical claps. At the time, I assumed a robber slash burglar was checking if I was awake... So I bolted under the she- under the sheets and faced the wall, lying motionless, as I was terrified.
1: Very, very good strategy. Yeah,
0: you know that thing where burglars uh, go out of their way to try and wake up the pe- people in the house they're robbing? That's definitely a tried and true thing most burglars will do. It's basically step one in the
1: handbook. And also, unfortunately, though, there is burglar blindness, which is essentially the burglar cannot see things that are covered with blankets especially things that are turned away from them that's right so it was a good move to dive down under the blankets turn his body away from what he thought was an intruder possibly armed in the home
0: potentially two different people acting in the best possible way in the scenario presented yes, to both of them. in his closet-sized room with no wi-fi that's right my brother and sister were away at the time so i was home alone with my parents in the morning i asked them if it was them and they said no My parents have never slept, walked, or anything like the sort. Perfect. After doing some research, I found out that apparently ghosts clap to communicate. My biggest regret is not looking to see who or what was clapping. Mm -hmm. My whole family believes, excluding my skeptical brother. Can anyone explain this, or has anyone experienced anything like it? Can we? Can you, Nick? (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Good question. I mean, I know...
1: I have a suspicion about what it was what would you say is, i would say it was probably the ghost of carrot Top. <laughs> who is <laughs> as we all know dead, dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's so, uh there's really nothing more to add to that that is a chilling tale of the ghost of carrot Top haunting a scottish <laughs> house and uh nick i'm afraid you just you don't stack up so what more can we say what we do know from the emails offered to us by Nick is that he has more stories of this ilk if we're interested. So, Nick, oh, if you goodness. want to try a little harder on your next ones, uh, we'd be happy to we hear w- them and would see. We possibly,
1: potentially consider Yes, reading we more. We feel
0: that uh, nowhere to go but up, so feel free to That's give it right. a shot. Exactly.
1: And if anyone exactly. else thinks
0: they have a story better than Nick's, which, I mean, at this point, Not a high bar. Jesus. But uh, please feel free to send them to us either through the contact form on our website or via contact at com. We'll see what we think. I guess parting words would be to say that we really appreciate Nick. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Nick. We really, really are (laughs) glad that you sent the stories in. Thanks a lot, Nick.
1: Thank you very much. And we, uh, you
0: know, I dare say we might want to share
1: a little appreciation of a recent patron.
0: That's right. We should do some more official thanking, And we can do that by... uh, firing up the NC device and setting it to PANDER. Which, of course, stands for the Patron Appreciation Neural Dive for Evaluation of Risk function. If you are a patron on our Patreon at any level, you will be entered for a chance to have this machine determined for you what cryptid in the world you best look out for?
1: So this device essentially works by plugging physically into our brains.
0: Let's do that now.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, you'll hear the warm sort of uh, CPU hum. Uh, I think it's a CPU. I don't really know exactly what it's doing. It's a cursed uh, machine that we
0: first... It puts off a lot of heat. Yeah. I'll tell you that. It's some sort of computer slash ancient relic that we first kind of encountered uh, sometime in the past year or so and have since Mm -hmm. added this setting to it. It's uh, useful for a lot of different things, but um, lately we've been using it to do this particular thing.
1: Which is to uh, basically allow this device to hack our brains and warn patrons of our fine show. About creatures that they should look out for, as Jake has already said. So we will.
0: Uh Let's focus together on Mike <sighs> Stefan of wherever he lives now. A former colleague of both of Wells us. Wells Maine. What's his address? Let's get everyone to his house. Four five four, Shady Pine Brook Road. All right, focusing on the gingerness that is good old Mike. All right, and
1: oh, Mike. I'm so sorry buddy
0: Watch out for
1: Dragon
0: Dragon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And honestly (laughs) I think Nothing else needs to be said
0: I don't know what it is about Reading (laughs) it specifically as a singular That tickles me so much (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you heard it here first Watch out for Dragon
1: uh, You need to be on guard You know, honestly, I think we'd probably do a disservice to Dragon If we described what it
0: was As we all know Yes What Dragon is (laughs) But, uh If you come across Dragon If you are out and about (laughs) You should see Dragon Um Are being followed by Dragon (laughs) Be careful of dragon. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to add, Wyatt?
1: And thank you so much for your support. <laughs> thank you very we much. We really do appreciate it. We hope you stay safe out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I dare say. Uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the machine itself.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what... Uh, I
1: feel like it, it misfired or we something. We should probably
0: unplug it now. It's seeming a little bit... Yeah, uh, little- it's kind of heating up. Okay, there we go. All right. But yeah, if you uh, like the show, like what you've listened to, and want to help us make more of it, please check out patreon.com slash super We have a lot of cool rewards available to you there, including uh, this or something like it, yeah. uh, <laughs> as well as um, we have curated outtakes, we have bonus minisodes, we have stickers, which are exclusive, only two people who are actually members at that tier, um, merch discounts, really neat stuff, and all of it goes to help us. Keep making this happen. And, uh, yeah, we'll love you forever. So I think um, with that, if you want to help the show but don't want to spend the money, feel free to leave us a review on Mm. Apple Podcasts. You can really review on any podcatcher you happen to have, but Apple Podcasts in particular is the one that really makes the most impact in terms of uh, making us more findable by others. and um, uh, Get the word out there. Yeah. So uh, we'd love it if you did, and uh, we love you anyway. Thank you very much. And we'll be back
1: next week with another ep, probably take another dive into a topic we can parse apart.
0: Yeah, there'll be probably science next time. It'll be great. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, you know,
1: sometimes you just got to let the engines recharge. That's right. So uh, yeah, thank you guys again. Thank you, Nick. And uh, you, Nick. catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God.